Spiritually strong people make better decisions, period. Hey, I know I'm way too old to do that, but I just did it because I couldn't resist. But I, what are we talking about? We're talking about how your life can actually improve in every area, including your decision-making, when you build your spiritual life. This is Gabe Kolstad with Westside Community Church, and I'm excited to be here with the Midweek Motivation episode of our podcast. Last weekend, we talked about the importance of spiritual life in our homes and how when we do certain things to strengthen that base, that foundation that we really stand on, um, it it makes a big difference. And I want to really key in on decision-making as one of those key differences. And I want to look at the life of a leader named David. David, King David from Israel, was is probably one of my favorite Bible heroes. And obviously there's Jesus Christ, number one. But David to me is probably number two because I just resonate so much with his, uh, his style and the things that he went through and how he uh, really wanted the best out of life. And uh, when when Melissa and I, my wife, we just got back from a trip to Israel, we got a chance to to kind of be in the Holy Land. And, and uh, we got to go to this place called En Gedi. En Gedi is this spring in the wilderness, in the desert. It's this kind of oasis that David went to when he was running for his life from the person who should have been supporting him, King Saul, his father-in-law, the person that that should have been welcoming him in as the next king, but instead was chasing him down and trying to kill him. And David runs and runs and runs and runs to this place called En Gedi. And, you know, you might be in a circumstance in your life where things aren't all going well. If you're not right now, you probably have been recently and you might be again sometime in the future going through some struggles, you know, facing some battles. And there is one specific piece of the battle that makes you or breaks you. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. But if you'll do that well, you're going to win the battle. If you don't do that well, you're definitely going to lose the battle. And I want to, I want to get into that in just a minute. But um, a little bit of background. Again, Saul, King Saul from the Bible was, was chasing David down for his life. Now, David was anointed king by Samuel the prophet. And, you know, if you've ever been told something about yourself that might come true, if anybody's ever spoken some words of life and hope into you, you, co- you sort of hang on to those things, don't you? Maybe you were a kid and somebody said, hey, you'd be a really good engineer. And, you know, that just sticks in your head. Or maybe somebody said, hey, you should look into being a doctor or a nurse. You know, those things really stick with us as children. David was young when Samuel anointed him as the next king of Israel. It was a dramatic event. I mean, God himself told Samuel, that's the one right there. And he was unlikely, you know? I mean, the the guy he was going to follow was this big brute of a man, head and shoulders above everybody else. He was apparently a good-looking dude, and David was described as this kind of short and ruddy figure. He was he was not nothing to behold apparently. And uh and so he he, he was clinging on to those words that Samuel said when now his life is is taking a turn for the worse and he's being driven away from the location and the possibility of actually living up to the, the the prophecy, the anointing that he'd received. I mean, every step toward the wilderness where he was running to was really a step away from his destiny. And when you get in those spots where you thought something was going to happen, and now it's not looking like it is going to happen, this can be a real test of your character. I'll say it again, spiritually strong people make better decisions in time like that. And I want to encourage you to be spiritually strong, to build those roots. We talked about roots this last weekend, to build those roots down deep in your faith 
so that you won't be bothered by the hot weather or the cold weather or the wind or the rain or the storms or the drought or anything else. Uh, You'll be strong because your roots are going deep down into the source of life, which we know from Scripture is God himself as he seeks to really fill our lives with good things. We got to go to this place called En Gedi, and I got to share in En Gedi that David actually wrote Psalm 63 from that place of hiding that he had gone to, running for his life, trying to find some water, found it at a place called En Gedi, which means the spring of the wild goats. When we pulled up to En Gedi in our tour bus with this big group, there was literally a wild goat standing on top of somebody's minivan eating leaves off a tree. (laughs) And we realized all of a sudden, this really is the spring of the wild goats. It was a pretty funny sight. But I want you to see what David had cultivated in his life and how that made him stay strong in the midst of of a tremendous battle. That was, it was really a a make or break moment in his life. So let me read you some of Psalm 63 that he wrote from this place called En Gedi. It says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Remember, he'd been wandering through the desert for a long time trying to find a safe place, finally finds it at En Gedi. He says this in verse two, I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. He says, your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I want you just to pause for a second and ask yourself the question, when you're going through a hard time, what are you fixated on? (laughs) It's probably what's not going well. It's probably, you're probably fixated on who's mad at you or who you're mad at. You're probably fixated on what the money that's missing. You're probably fixated on the conflict that's happening at work. And what David was doing in this moment was he was changing his focus. He was adjusting his focus. That's something that we have the power to do, but it's very difficult to think of doing that when you're facing a battle. He says this in verse four. He says, I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hand to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest beast. He was saying that about an experience he had had in the past, but it had probably been a while since he'd had a rich feast, you know, a double cheeseburger, uh, you know, with all the the trimmings. He, He probably hadn't had a great meal in a long time. And he's saying, God, you're the one that satisfies me more than the richest beast. I will praise you with songs of joy. It's an intention he had. And again, spiritually strong people make better decisions because they've been working a muscle. You know, spirituality, spiritual growth, this is really kind of like a muscle. If you work it, if you work out spiritually, you get stronger. If you avoid it, you atrophy, you know? And and so for you and me right now in this moment in our lives, we need to be willing to do the workout so that we build the spiritual strength. David said this, uh, that this is the part that really struck me, especially as I was standing at this very spot where he wrote this. He said, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. And I don't know how he did it, because if it was me, I would be uh, thinking about the person who was chasing my life down. I'd be thinking about how I could you know, get back at them. I'd be thinking about how I could get out of the situation. I'd be thinking about why is this happening to me? I was anointed to be the king of Israel, and now it looks like it's not going to happen because this guy with all these soldiers is coming after me. He's probably going to get me. You know, I'd be afraid. I'd be worried. I'd be nervous. I'd be angry. I'd be bitter. And David did none of that because he had a focus that was so, so, so important. He said, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. Because you are my helper, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I mean, his whole perspective was so much stronger than mine has often been going through 
problems. They don't have no comparison to how hard this problem was. Um, my, my problems pale in comparison to these kinds of things. But I just want to point out that he was waiting, right? There is the dream or the announcement, in his case, the anointing. And then there is the fulfillment of that dream or, or the fulfillment of that announcement or the fulfillment of that anointing. And you might be kind of in the in-between in your own life right now where like you thought things should move in a certain direction. You might've even gotten some confirmation from some people that things are gonna move in a certain direction, that good things are coming. And then all of a sudden it's like the bottom drops out sometimes and you go through these seasons of testing. And I have to just point out this one thing, and this is, this is the one thing that we can do better, but we gotta build our spiritual muscles if we're gonna do this. It's the waiting. It's how you wait that makes you or breaks you. Do you wait in worry or do you wait in faith? That's really the make or break moment for most of us in our lives. Because if you are somebody who's single and you feel in your heart that God has told you that you will one day have a spouse, and so you're longing for that moment of that spouse and that family and that fulfillment that that all brings, but it's you've just had one bad date after another, one bad experience after another. Sometimes it's just so easy to give up, isn't it? It's just so easy to compromise, to, to sidestep what we thought that plan was. And it's the waiting that makes you or breaks you. It's how you wait. Do you wait in worry or fear or bitterness? Or do you wait in faith, in believing that God is going to come through, that even though it doesn't look great right now, uh, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't always take our cues from the stock market or the circumstances. We take our cues from the promises of God. And here's two things that I think we can do differently as we face those waiting times. We can uh, lean in to God's promises, his promises. What what did he tell David? He said, you're going to be king. And so David knew, like in his mind, okay, I'm going to be king. I mean, I know it doesn't look like I'm going to be king. It looks like I'm going to be dead, but I'm going to be king. And that made him strong. And then the second thing we can do is we can stand in God's presence. We can live in God's presence. I mean, David, because he knew God's promise was going to be true, he was able to be calm enough to say, I meditate about you all night long, God. I mean, here I'm in this cave running for my life from a very, the most powerful man I know with all these soldiers. And all I can think about, God, is you and how good you are and how awesome you are. That's beautiful. But he built that muscle on purpose because he focused on God's promises and he was willing to live in God's presence. I hope that's helpful for you today. I hope that God gives you some hope and some encouragement right now. Thank you so much for joining me for just a couple minutes here on the Midweek Motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. I want to ask you two quick favors. One is, would you like, subscribe, share this content so that we can get the word out to more and more people? And would you secondly, pop by a Westside service? I know it's going to be helpful. I know it's going to relate to your life. You can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com. You can join us either online or right here in person at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area. Either way, we would love to see you very soon, and we hope you have an awesome week.